0: Turn it around.
1: Today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. Ungrateful, unkind, foolish, short-sighted.
2: This man was short-sighted. The father was short-sighted. He didn't even think that he was going to die. I will lay up treasure for myself for many years to come. I'm not going to die soon, you know. I'm not dying. I'm not going to die soon. He was saying to himself, I will lay up. I will store them in houses. And I would say to my soul, just relax. Take it easy. Just enjoy it for yourself for many years to come. He didn't think he was going to die. It's not that we should walk in consciousness or in fear of dying. They don't begin to think that your life is in your own hands. That you can do whatever you want. That no, you are here for many years to come. In fact, James says what? We should say, if God wills, I will see tomorrow. If God wills, I will see tomorrow. He said, if there is anything more than this, it is what? Pride. It is arrogance. When you begin to think that you are in control of your life, it is arrogance. When you begin to think that you can decide whatever, 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 it is arrogance. It's all according to the will of God. Amen. This man had no regard for God. He did not even give glory to God. He did not say thank you to God. Who caused rain to fall on his ground? Did not even say thank you to God. Who caused his crops to grow? Wow. He was not thinking of any other person. He was just thinking of himself. He did not say, oh, I will give to the poor. I will give to this person. Oh, I will do this. No, it was all about himself. I will enjoy this thing for many years to come. And the scripture says in verse 20 but God said to him, fool this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Whose will those things be which you have provided? Of course now it's a question of whose will it be? Because they're fighting over it. You are gone, and they are fighting over it. Whose will it be? If our Solomon said, "Ah, this is one of the vanities of this world. You know, you work so hard, you work so hard and you lay up treasures, you lay up inheritance, properties and everything. And you don't even know the son that is going to take over you, whether it's going to be a wise son or a foolish son. who is going to destroy everything? A foolish son will destroy everything. A foolish daughter would destroy everything. The father, the parents have laid up treasures. They've laid up, they work so hard. They've built houses. They have this, they have that. And all of a sudden, the son, the daughter comes after. And they just destroy it. Children would destroy it. What you have worked so hard for, foolish children would destroy it. May that not be our case. May we be wise. May we not be short-sighted. May we not be just thinking about now we have to ask the lord to order our lives to order our decisions to order our lives because it's it's not really what it is now that matters it is what god says you Not know, the wicked were doing well. If the unrighteous, you know, were flourishing. Oh, I almost lost my way. I was complaining until I went to the house of the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to me about their ending. So in this passage, the Holy Spirit is saying to us, covetousness is a disease of the human heart. And it can be generational. It can shorten one's life. can cause huge family dispute post-mortem. Greed doesn't give without itself in mind. Greed does not give without itself in mind. Anytime greed wants to give, greed will be thinking of what it will get. Greed is always thinking of what it will get. If there is nothing for him in the matter, he's not going to do it. Greed is always looking for his own end, for what he's going to get out of the deal. Greed is a bottomless pit. It can't be filled. Greed always wants more. Greed always wants more. You know what the scripture says? Maybe somebody will look at that scripture for us. It said the earth of man is never satisfied. So hell is never full. Hell is greedy. Hell wants more. And so also the heart of man wants more and more and more and more things. Greed is a bottomless pit. It can never be filled. Greed is not a disease of the rich, but of the rich and the poor, of men and women, of white and black. Greed does not know color. Greed does not know gender. Greed doesn't make rich. Greed actually tends to poverty and eventually ends in poverty, either for the greedy or for its posterity or both greed will always end in poverty if it doesn't end in poverty now it will end in poverty in posterity in the children that come after the lord needs to open our eyes much more you know or much wider than just a little thing that we see if we actually look at the broad sense of things which many times we don't even have the the ability to do because we don't see more than a few years but god sees many years he sees hundred years he sees that this one was rich before and now hundred years later children coming after they are very poor what god spoke has now caught up with them and the righteous that seem to be poor long time ago the lord has done things around And he is now well-pleased in the Lord. But you know what? We are short-sighted. And we are narrow-minded. We cannot see many years at a glance. But God sees the end from the beginning. He knows everything. We should just take him at his word. We should just believe him. When he says, you know, as the the psalmist will say, I have been young. Now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. The righteous is not forsaken. His seed will not beg bread. Why? Because the righteous, the righteous, the righteous gave. The righteous will give. The righteous will not be selfish. So if anything comes up in the future, the righteous begins to look for food. There are many that will come around and give to the righteous. Because it's been good. Greed doesn't make rich. Greed tends to poverty. I am convinced that greed is one of the top reasons for poverty. Greed is spirited selfishness, impassioned self, inflamed and bloated ego. Greed can be very sneaky, slowly wrapping itself around the throat of its victim. What should we learn from this? Verse 22. What should we learn? Many things to learn. Many things for us to learn. In verse 22, Jesus turned to his disciples. Amen. Verse 22. Jesus turned to his disciples. Luke 12, 22. Then he said to his disciples, Therefore, I say to you, therefore, therefore. What does therefore mean? What does therefore mean? Following from the previous things. There's a conclusion or there is, there is an inference from the previous things. This is the conclusion or this is the inference that we can draw. This is the point. Therefore, therefore, I say to you. Therefore, learn from the life story of this man. Learn from the life story of this man. Don't worry about your life. The man asking the question was worried about his life. Worried about his life. He was worried about even what to eat. Worried about what to eat. Worried about what to wear. Why? Because nothing was given to him. The father did not write anything in the will for him. The father was rich, but this guy is poor. So is the case of many. Father rich, family rich, but they live in poverty. Something wrong. Remember that scripture in Ecclesiastes that say, I have seen servants on horses and princes walking on the ground. Servants have been promoted to ride on horses. And princes are supposed to be riding on horses. They are actually walking on the ground. That's a reversal. Something went wrong. There's a servant now. A servant now. Usually when you're a servant the the generations also become servants. It becomes a generational thing. And when you are a prince, you know, your heritage is royalty. But now things have turned around. Servants have now become kings. This is the plan of God for us. Amen. You as a servant of God, he has made you kings and priests to himself. And it is his desire Not just to give you food to eat. Not just to give you clothes to wear. He wants to actually give you the kingdom and make you a kingdom. Amen. He wants to give you the kingdom and make you a kingdom. A kingdom is not a small thing. To be a kingdom and to have the kingdom. You have the food. You have the clothes. You have the houses. Amen. You have many things as a kingdom. Having the kingdom, you
1: got everything. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m. Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857 266